Now when Carrie is going to use her customer service voice, That's it's going to be kind of weird. Record. We're recording right now. How are we? We're recording! Hello. Hooray. Hooray. Thank God for What's editing. your podcast called again? Project and Gotcha. Oh, okay. Hey, 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 could you break that down for me? Well... There is a little-known conspiracy theory called Pro- Project MK Ultra. Are you familiar? Uh, it's like where they gave acid to people so they could see, like, Soviet missiles, right? Yeah, I mean, they basically dosed un- unknowing participants for military tests. And one of them was, I think, like a scientist or something, and he ended up freaking out and jumping out of a hotel window. Then the government had to pay their family a lot of money. <laughs> I mean, that's what happens when you give people drugs and they have no warning. You kind of yeah. have to. And this is like back in like. Yourself. And that was like back in the 50s. It wasn't like now where you're like, Scotty, did you spike the punch, bro? It's like 1950s. The psychedelic, like, sex, love, and drugs revolution hadn't even happened yet. So literally, you just are like, oh, the, mo- the walls are melting. I'm going crazy. Like, you literally would have to think you were going insane, right? Yeah. Yeah, you have no context for it. Right? It's not like peyote. Is it? This guy keeps... Sorry, guys. We just had to take a brief break from the podcast because Sir Bubs, my dog, was just demanding Christopher's attention. He's not taking no for an answer. Yeah, so we threw him a big-ass bone. So now he's... And we're back. We're back. So this is Project MK Gotcha. This is the big titty goth girlfriend of podcasts. The podcast where you can hear all things spooky and all things silly. I mean, is the size of the speaker's titties really relevant to the subject matter? I mean, I think it definitely paints a correct image of your co-host, you know? Fair enough. There you go. Yeah. I mean, you don't just humbly not talk about how big your tits are. Like, you know, it's just, it's something that needs to be, it's more people need to talk about their tits, honestly. Yeah. You have a public platform. It would be a shame not to. Insert ad for fitmebras.us. Sure. Promo code murder. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. Well, anyway, I am your host, Carrie, and this is my co-host... Uh, Chris. Chris. Are we going by Chris? Well, what you I never know. know. I don't know. Well, you definitely don't want to... We all have secret family names that we don't want to go by. Yours is Shay. Mine is Carrie Beth. Alex's is Buddy. So we have that plateau, so we know we're going to ax those. But then you also have Chris, Christopher, Pong. Like, where are you going to go? Maybe... Not super racist frat boy names. Probably be good. Good start. It's not necessarily racist. Because you know, you're not, in on it? Well, no. no. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people would say to me, is it because you're good at ping pong? Oh, my God. You're like, dude, you don't even understand my beer pong skills. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah. Sign up. You ever watch Forrest Gump? Seen that movie? Yeah. Do that, but with solo cups? Yes. 
that's me. Yeah, like beer fest. Yeah, you should own that then. If if that's what you're 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 proudest of, if you want to put that foot forward. I just like when I get my derby name, I feel like I'm just gonna make everybody refer to me as whatever my derby name is from like forever. Like I'm Wait, Ma- I'm Marcy Mayhem, and you can only refer to me as Marcy Mayhem. Is that your actual name? No, I haven't picked one yet. So no, I'm still really really behind on my volunteer hours. You have to volunteer so many hours, and I've kind of been slacking off this summer. So that hasn't happened yet, but coming soon, you know, maybe, maybe next year. That's a lot of commitment. It's, it's a lot, but also I'm also a lazy piece of shit and self-deprecating. So I like to wait to the last minute to do everything, but I did my, uh, assessments today. So they're today oh, cool. and next week. Congratulations. And then maybe I'll finally graduate out of the baby class that I've now taken four times. Wait, what is uh, the yeah. junior pledging class called? The 101. Derby oh, 101. 101? Okay. Yeah. Not like the slow rollers or like well, the, the, record. the short bus or... The short... I should have... Hey, that my fourth time as World PC. D3. Oh, yeah. Not definitely. I don't think they would... Yeah, they're pretty... Yeah. But anyway, so we're sitting here... The tone is set so right because it's like this weekend, fall decided to shit on Portland and was like, I'm here. It's freezing. It's rainy. The leaves are changing. Trader Joe's has their sugar skull plants out, which I totally purchased. Pumpkins. I got some spiced apple cider. Yeah. Yeah, but what about the queen of fall, the PSL? The pumpkin spice. I'm distracted by this animal that's constantly licking me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you also need to put your face closer to the microphone, sir. Come here. Get over here. Yeah, sorry. He's just really into you, buddy. You're gonna have to get locked up. But anyway, let's uh, let's let's dive into our first topic, shall we? Hooray! Hooray! So as you know, in the Pacific Northwest, we're kind of the epicenter of all things odd, unusual. Creepy, unsolved, tons of serial killers. We got Bigfoot. We got UFO sightings. I mean, if that's what you're into, most people come for the weed and the beer and the strip clubs and the food. But I feel like all those people are also most likely to go hunt Bigfoot, too. I just feel like that that's anybody that wants to come to the Pacific Northwest is like, of course I want to smoke weed and go out in the woods and try to find, find Bigfoot. No, that's what? just you. Oh, okay. That's just me. That's actually probably probably true, but oh well. This is not another true crime podcast. This is just overall spooky topics in general. So I dug up a couple of uh, urban legends from our state of Oregon. Um, the first story we're going to start with is the Bandage Man ghost. And that doesn't sound scary at all. It's it's quite terrifying. Like, I'm not, it's it's basically a mummy ghost. It's a shitty, like, meth head mummy. Like, it's like, it's like mummy or meth head, let's play the game. Okay. You could legit play that in most of Oregon. 
Maybe Especially like a downtown. zombie or method. Zombie or uh, method. Mummy is pretty, you know. Yeah. Uh, unique in their appearance. Yeah, totally. So um, I got most of this information on this topic by Catherine Ar- Catherine Armstrong, and she wrote an article on OnlyInYourState.com. Um, so is she qualified? I don't know because it's the internet, and everything that you put on the internet must be true. Okay. Okay. So. Legend goes that a young couple was parked in a truck somewhere near Cannon Beach, which are... Goonies. Yeah, if nobody knows, it's the beach from the Goonies, just to give you a little... There's rock formations, it's really windy, kind of cold, not the type of beach that you would want to swim to. It looks like Jurassic Park. It's It's very beautiful to look at, not beautiful to swim in. But anyway... So there's this teenage couple, and, like, the dude is trying to get it in. They're in their truck, just making out, minding their own business. When they look in the rear rear view mirror to find a disfigured man had climbed into the back of their truck and was just staring at them, rocking the truck kind of back and forth. So apparently, according to legend, he started pounding on the window at the top of the truck as the boy pulled out, and they started racing down the highway. The couple drove a few miles, but the bandaged man was still in the truck until he suddenly disappeared. The story of the bandaged man continues to play Cannon and Beach in the stretch of Highway 101. Over the years, some drivers are reporting a man... Wait, what do you mean he disappeared? So he just... He, 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 he was in the back. He was in the back. holding on for dear life. Yeah, he was causing was a ruckus. And they were like... Please, God, no. And then he disappeared, and they were like, what so the he F? fell off as I mean, they I were guess driving away? That's a theory. Yeah, it's like, did you just survive a mummy, or did you just commit manslaughter? That would be a really good excuse. Yeah. If you were like, me and Becky, we were just, you know, coming out of youth group, and this crazy man just, just all hopped up on something. Yeah, and thus, and thus this legend was born. Yeah. <laughs> Horny teenagers lying created this whole legend. Probably the root of every horror movie but story. It must be true because some people said that there is a smell of rotting flesh when he comes around, and he, sometimes he leaves small pieces of bloody bandages. How do you explain that? Um, again, meth heads. Okay, well, he's not a meth head because the theory is is that he's the ghost of a logger who died in a horrific accident while working nearby. Well, that's probably accurate. Yeah, I mean, it's probably back in, like, the 70s. There's, like, no workers' rights. DuPont was still poisoning West Virginia's water supply. Reagan was in the White House. It was a different time, you know? Not really. I mean, Michigan still doesn't have water. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's so, it, it's just it's not happening today, is it? Um, so the next story I found is about a haunted... Wait, so that's it? It's like, yeah, that's well, the whole story. there's some crazy dude, I drove away and he fell off? Yeah, that's that's the whole kit and caboodle. It's a theory. What do you think? You think bullshit or true? I think true. I, I stopped listening. They smell rotting flesh, Christopher, <laughs> they found the band-aids. They found them. Yeah, that's what happens. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to transport you to the exact opposite side of Oregon, going out east to an extinct volcano in Oregon. And most of this information I got was by... Like inactive? It says extinct volcano, but it's like 
Yeah, but it exists. Oh, okay. That's how they worded it. I don't know. Um, this is my information on this topic is by Brett Schwanzer on Mysterious Universe. Obviously, another highly qualified person because if they put it on the internet, it must be true. All right. So this is in Malheur, Malheur, Malheur County, Oregon. Sure. And it's an extinct volcano known as Malheur Butte, once known as Kennedy Butte. It's immediately recognizable for its distinct shape, carved over millions of years by erosion. You can tell I copied and pasted every single one of these. Um, lore of the natives in the region, the Native Americans often Good. used it as a lookout point to survey the area. Hold on, I'm just giving you the background, okay? I'm just illustrating this it, in your mind. It, you don't have to give, like, okay. the whole theory of topography and, like... Brit, you know, the Native Americans use like, What is, like, the soil made of? Oh, it actually yeah. has, like... It tells you that and later in the article, but I didn't copy-paste that part. But anyway, <laughs> this was once a dwelling point for ancient spirits, realm of magic, and while the volcano itself is long dead, the legends and mysteries surrounding this place are still very much alive and have persisted right up until modern times. So the legends, right? What's going down at this place? What makes this place creepy? One of the most persistent legends associated with this place is that it was once a place where witches from across the land, what up my sisters, to gather and carry out dark arcane rituals with both the volcano and the Snake River nearby being seen as some nexus point of mystical energy. These witches were often blamed of the large number of travelers said to go missing in the area and never be seen again. Or it could be the multiple serial killers we have in the Pacific Northwest and unsolved murders, I'm just saying. Wait, what time frame is this legend from? It's It says that they still see them today. It says there is at least one report of seeing a gathering of hundreds of witches near the base of the Butte who performed gruesome human sacrifices. Maybe okay, this is what I envisioned when they said. It's a Literally, when they said this, I was like, yeah, you see a lot of women in robes. Like, bitch, it is a bridal retreat. They are out there getting yeah. their yoga and sipping <laughs> their wine on. And they're calling them witches. They're like, more than ten women have gathered together. Burn them. They must be witches. <laughs> well, one local said, Donna Stewart, who wrote the book Ghost Hunting Oregon, said thus. I've heard about witches since I was a boy. And I was always told not to go to the Butte after dark. So, of course, I did. I can't say I'm positive I saw witches, but more than once I've seen long robes flapping in the wind. Some women laughing, but not in a funny way. More like a serious kind of laugh. I don't know. Anyway, like they're making fun. Of like they're making fun of the mean girls. He said, uh, I think they're witches. Either ghosts of witches or lit actual living witches. I don't have the intention to interrupt them either. They had these strange Greek symbols on their on their robes. It was really just their yeah. zodiac sign. It was like their gift for being yeah. a bridesmaid. It's like, hey, will you be my bridesmaid? I got you this bedazzled robe. Yeah. That says Gemini on it. It's Mine a, says bridesmaid on the back. It says Sigma three times because oh, what, they try so What are these strange Greek symbols? Yeah. <laughs> what are these? Well, like, I heard Tri Sigma, <laughs> tri -sigma <laughs> Sigma stands for a lot of fun. They're known for many things. They're known for many. We'll leave it at that. Okay, my sister's trisig. I can't, can't bash. I used to date a trisig. Oh, I know. I know. 
Okay, whether any of this is true or not, it is not the only strangeness associated with the place. One of the more commonly reported paranormal phenomena at the Butte is that of a small impish shadow people about the size of a small dog, which are said to dart about the area and hide behind rocks or even chase chase visitors away and have even been reported to run after cars. They're being described more as less... Dogs. No, listen. They are described as being more or less humanoid in general shape, but with scrawny, long limbs, oversized head, slightly elongated faces, and oh, you might be right, because it also says, reported as emitting a shrill, a squeak, or a howl. That does kind of sound like a monkey. Yeah, they were fondness for bananas and other fruits. Yeah. In Eastern Oregon, though, the high desert, what are they going to eat there? It's the uh, desert. It's the high desert. This is like out in the the high desert plains. Uh, I, don't, well, I don't know. I mean, I guess if somebody was to have a pet monkey, that would kind of be the place to it, live. Yeah, they probably eat all the leftovers from hikers. And they, they live off, like, protein and granola leftover. Okay, well, how do you feel after hearing this from a witness who was camping in the area in 2010. The witness claims that on their first night that they heard something rummaging about the camp and scurrying about thinking it was just animals. They thought nothing of it. But upon waking up in the morning there was camping equipment that had been carefully piled up as if someone had stacked it up intentionally even though there had nobody been there to do it. The next night they heard the same sounds (laughs) this time the witness stuck her head out of the tent and she this is what she saw something scurried through the campsite i thought it was a raccoon but or something but it stopped and turned to look at me its face was humanoid its eyes were glowing it and it's flies a nose but a mouth yeah like every fucking mammal it looked at me <laughs> and i could see that it was a face like a sort of person but with dog-like features okay. and glowing eyes then I became aware that there were more of them and that they were circling the camp. It was very obvious to me at the time that the we, that they had messed with our camp before. And they left. The campers left the next day and never came back. I don't know. I mean, I think they're skinwalkers. I think it's totally skinwalkers. 50-50. It sounds like skinwalkers to me. Yeah. I mean, this is classic. Do you know skinwalkers? It, is that like you like face stealers, like body snatchers? Kinda, no, not body snatchers. They're, they're, I believe Native American legend is how it started, and it's said that a person that like has to commit some huge sacrifice to become one, so they have to kill somebody they love, and then they become a skinwalker, which is kind of like a human dog thing. That seems like a really shitty trade. Yeah. I don't know. I can't remember what their special powers are, but they do it for some sort of power. But yeah. So what do you think? True or false? Uh, False. What? Well, what about this? There's a dude who did a digital recording, and it was plain as day, and it was a male voice. When he was out in the desert with three females, he was the only male. And he said that his point is that he is now convinced that there are truly ghosts. He asked, have you been sacrificed? And apparently the disembodied voice told him no. 
And he got it on recording. You know what I don't get? Is all these people that post. Step it up for me again. Okay, so this dude. Uh, so he was hanging out with his wife and daughter and friend. So it's three females and him. And to go, like, check out haunted places in eastern Oregon. So they went to the butte or whatever. And they saw this white, they saw this white cloud go by the base of the mountain going west. And he had a digital recorder. And he was like, oh, I'm going to start recording. So he asks, you know, starts, like, asking the ghost questions like they do on many voice recordings and he asked them have you been sacrificed and apparently they responded with a clear note but i'm like these people that are like oh no dude i got it like why didn't you attach that to the article like hey here's that recording that i said i got the digital recording the digital recording that he that is like so strongly pointing to so like someone up there yelled no they were like, nope, bitch. No, bro. We out of here. We up out of here. But yeah. And those are the legends I have found in Oregon. But there's also other ones that we'll go, that I'll probably dive into in later episodes. So you're still not a believer. Still not believing it. Um, I hope you're saving the best for last. Oh. Those oh. weren't that great. <laughs> What are you talking about? This is hard hitting. They have a digital recording. Where? They have a digital recording. Hey, of is it available online? I need to find the subreddit for that. Okay. But if any of you out there have creepy stories, creepy true ghost stories, eyewitness accounts, you know, occurrences with serial killers that maybe you didn't know were serial killers till later, or have you ever seen Bigfoot? skinwalker we want to know all of those things uh we are setting up an email for the podcast i don't know what that is going to be yet but there will be a link to it and also we will set up um an instagram page so send us your emails or feel free to slide into our dms Uh, what? <laughs> I'm not supposed to say that. But check us out on social media. We're mm-hmm. on Instagram and Snapchat yes. and TikTok and Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, and Instagram. Yeah, so I hope you guys liked it. This is kind of a short and sweet first episode. As you can tell, we do not do this professionally. Uh, this is something that we're doing for fun. So we're kind of learning as we go. So we appreciate your patience and everything. Um, I know I've been like releasing this little stuff and I keep getting text messages like, when are you guys finally going to post something? I'm like, I, I know I'm coming. It's coming. I promise. Um, shout out to uh, Nancy and the two meteors for our intro song that they are humbly letting us use. Shout out to Marshall and Josh for helping me out with that. Also shout out to Marshall for our cover artwork, um, which you haven't had a chance to check out is actually kind of adorable it's kind of like a cryptid mash it's got the mothman it's got bigfoot it's got banshees and all kinds of cute stuff um so oh also if you guys have any art you'd like to submit uh feel free to send that over and we'll give you a shout out as well uh follow and subscribe everywhere that you listen to podcasts and we'll talk to you guys next time